Hi, and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I'm Chuck Ammons, lead pastor of Overflow Church in Brandon, Florida, and we are here to help you receive the Father's love and to release it to everyone you encounter everywhere. Wherever you're listening from today, your God adores you. I pray this message elevates and ignites your faith. On this podcast, you will find biblical messages to activate your faith so you experience the goodness of God and the greatness of your unique voice in His kingdom. To find out more about Overflow Church, visit us at overflowchurch.com or on Facebook at Overflow Church Brandon. We'd also love to encourage you to check out our book, Life in the Overflow, and its accompanying devotional on amazon.com. Good morning, Overflow Church, and good morning, Holy Spirit. Yes, we receive you. We welcome you in this place. If anything that's going to happen that's eternal and that's going to last, it's going to happen because of you, Holy Spirit. Amen? And so we are beginning a new message series. We get to give. We get to give. We don't have to give. We get to give. As we enter into this season of giving from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And so I want us to begin by giving honor where honor is due. We have a very special guest here today. Uh, Bob McPhail is uh, one of the charter members and he's here visiting with us. Bob, can you stand just for a second? Uh, Bob is here visiting with us and Randy and Audrey Drawdy are also, if you'd stand please. Charter, go ahead, Randy and Audrey, you three. Uh, they have been here at the beginning of this church. We just recently celebrated 35 years. And when they began, uh, we began as South Brandon Baptist Church. And then I came in 97 and we transitioned uh, and we became South Brandon Worship Center. I had a vision, I had a dream to take a more traditional Southern Baptist church, bring the Holy Spirit in. So we became a spirit-filled Southern Baptist church that embraces all of God, all the Spirit, all of His gifts. We became contemporary in our worship. We brought Pastor Chris Thomas. And, and then five years ago, the Lord said, you know what, it's time for another transition. And so Pastor Chuck, who's been serving here 22 years, God gave him a vision of overflow And so now we are overflowing, amen? Amen. And I love Overflow Church. So as we enter into this season of giving, I have to let you know that this is by far my favorite. See, I love the Christmas season. I love everything about Christmas, especially the music. So if you come up to me and you say, Pastor Lynn, what is your favorite music? I'm going to say Christmas music. I would listen to Christmas music all year. I would. That's Robin. Last year, I started listening to Christmas music in October. And she goes, you got to wait till at least November, Lynn. So this year, November 1st, in our home, I had Christmas music all throughout our home. I mean, I've already put up Christmas lights in our pool deck. You can see it here. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I love Christmas trees, so I planted six Cypress, Carolina Cypress Christmas trees. I'm going to be decorating each of them right outside my window. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to see decorated Christmas trees. I absolutely love the Christmas season. <laughs> and, and I love the, this cool fall weather that we're having. 
Yeah, Rob and I, we went to the zoo. It was 90 degrees on Friday. Uh, they, they, even the animals, they were, were, they were, they were complaining. I've never seen this before. I've been to the zoo many times. And the elephants were, were just, it looked like Disney World. You know, the fake, you know, the jungle where the elephants are in the water. The elephants were in the water just playing. And the tiger kept roaring, kept roaring. Did just the whole time we were there, kept roaring. So I said, Father, can you give me the gift of interpretation of tongues? And he did. And that, that tiger was saying, it's hot. It's really hot. It's not supposed to be hot anymore. Where's the cool weather? Yeah, amen. So, you know, but as I was thinking about our holidays, all of our holiday seasons are really about giving. Of course, Thanksgiving, uh, this is our family. We have a family tradition of Thanksgiving right after the meal. Each of us, we take time to give thanks to God for what we're grateful for. So what we're thankful for. And of course, Christmas is a time of giving. This is Christmas at Overflow with my family. And then uh, we went to Shimmering Lights in Dover. Uh, I encourage you to go to Shimmering Lights. So Christmas, obviously, uh, is a time of giving as God gave us his son born in a manger. And then Valentine's. Oh, yeah, there's my Valentine. Valentine is a time to give love. So I've been giving love to this young lady for 43 years. 40 of them we've been married, but that she is my Valentine. And then we also we give honor, uh, or, or we have uh, Easter where Jesus gave us his life. I, I didn't really want to put a picture of the cross, you know, so I thought, okay, well, I'll just take a picture or show a picture of our family with our first granddaughter. That's Everly. So Easter is a time of giving where Jesus gave us his life on the cross so that we could live. And then Mother's Day. Mother's Day is a time to give honor to our mother. So there's some moms there with mine uh, right there in the center. And then Father's Day. So Father's Day for me is a time for me to give thanks, first of all, for my four biological sons. But the Lord has since given me more sons. And these are my spiritual sons. I'm very thankful for them as well. And so we have Pastor Chuck and Pastor Gio and Pastor Caleb. I'm very thankful. Those are three of my spiritual sons. So for Father's Day, it's a time for me to give thanks. Even Halloween is a time of giving, right? We give candy. So my two grandchildren, my granddaughter Everly and my grandson Rylan. They had no idea what was, ha what was happening, but they loved <laughs> the candy. So holidays is a time of giving. Do you know that God is attracted to givers? The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord look to and fro uh, for those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And one of the ways that we know our heart is fully devoted to him is that we give. God is attracted to givers. So let's look together in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 and 8, I absolutely love this passage. I have lived this passage. I have experienced this passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 and 8. The Bible says, each of you, say that means me. Okay, each of you means me, right? Sometimes we read the Bible like we read the newspaper or a magazine or something else, right? The Bible is meant not to increase your knowledge, 
but to change your life. So let the Word of God, when you read it, read it as if God is speaking to you. So each of you should give what you have decided, what you have been intended, what you've intentionally wanted to give, in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. God is drawn to cheerful givers. And God is able to bless you. And he wants to. He's not just able. He wants to bless you abundantly. So that in all, say all, all. things, in all things, at all, say all, all times, having all that you need. Look at those promises there. See, God is drawn to givers, and when he sees you, he wants to bless you abundantly with all things at all times, having all that you need. That's the promise of God, and you can stand on the promises of God. And there's a reason for that. The reason why he wants to so abundantly bless you is so that you will abound in every good work. And that word work is really good deeds. You could say that so that you can abound in every good deed that you do for others. So when God sees you giving, he's drawn to you and he goes, there's someone that I can trust with my treasures so that you'll give more and give more and give more because God will continue to give you more because you can't out give God. I love the passion translation of this passage. Listen to this. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense, not out of religious duty or obligation. We get to give. We don't have to give. We get to give. It's a joy. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. He's drawn to it. You want to get God's attention? Be generous. You want God to see you? Be generous. Yes, God is more than ready, listen to this, to overwhelm you. Do you want to be overwhelmed by God and his abundance? He wants to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything. Every moment and in every way, God will make you, say the word, overflow, right? That's what we are. God will make you overflow with abundance in everything that you do for others. That's the context. When the Lord sees you giving to others, his abundance just flows from heaven. And so some of you have to be thinking, is this even possible? Is this, is this really possible to be this kind of giver, to be such a cheerful, joyful, hilarious, excited giver where, where, where you can't wait to give? I can say, from one who has experienced this, yes, yes, yes. There are times when during birthdays or Christmas, I can't wait until birthday. I, I just, I, I, wanna, I want you to open it before your birthday. You know, it's because I, I want to give to you now. You know, giving is, you know, we're most like God when we are giving. 
But two things are needed for this to happen in your life. Health and intentionality. People who are healthy give generously. Look, look at what it says in verse 8. People who are healthy, they, they, they want to give. They give cheerfully. They give with excitement. They can't wait to give. Look at verse 8. God wants to abundantly bless you so that you overflow in his grace to give, to bless and to serve others because God absolutely loves it when he sees you give. So when I am healthy, I'm talking about me here now, when, when, when all is well with my soul, Giving is normal. It's just natural. It just comes out of the overflow of God's abundance. So when I sense God's grace upon my life, my heart is, is full of gratitude. I am thankful, and I want to bless others. I, I want to serve others. I want to give generously. But you know, you can overdo it. You really can't. So we, we need to give in obedience. See, our heart is going to be positioned to give. As we walk in God's abundance, we're going to be wanting to give. But sometimes you can get out of balance in giving. And sometimes I get out of balance in my giving. So when Robin and I first got married, uh, we lived in an apartment. And we bought a nice like rug for our living room. We had some friends over for dinner. And they said, wow, we love your new rug. This will look great in our place. And I said, you can have it. And Rob goes, no, you can't. <laughs> and another time we had some people over and they saw this painting. They said, wow, I love this painting. And I said, you do? You can have it. And, and I, I just, I, my, my boys know to be careful with, with what, they, what they say, what they come, because I'll give it to them. You know, we need to give in obedience. We need to give as the Lord sparks us to give. So you can actually be too generous. I, I know you're praying, no, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah you can. Robin, Robin tempers me, <laughs> tempers me in my giving. So uh, even our giving, we pray about what God wants us to give and above and beyond and in our, our tithe. And, and I always have to say, okay, Robin, what do you think? You know, what are you hearing? So, so, so we, sometimes we need to be tempered because the abundance of, of gratitude and thankfulness. We just want to give. We just want to give. But the opposite is also true. When we are unhealthy, when it is not well with our soul, we don't feel like giving. So when I am struggling with compassion fatigue, because not only... Is it my tendency to, to overgive in, in gifts and material, but also my tendency is to overgive in my time and my emotion. And so I've experienced compassion fatigue from overgiving. And, and, and I become unhealthy in my soul. And, and I don't want to give. I don't feel like giving. I, I don't feel like serving. I don't, I don't feel like blessing others. And the truth is, I don't even want to be around people. Anybody else ever been there? When it's not well with your soul, you just want to isolate, you want to withdraw. That means there's something, there's something wrong. Your, your soul has become wounded. So in our restoration manual, the first truth in our restoration manual 
is that everyone has been wounded. Therefore, everyone needs restoration. Everyone needs to come to a place of health again. Because truth number two is, is that these wounds often cause these unwanted behaviors that lead to unwanted, I mean, these unwanted emotions that, that lead to unwanted behaviors that become strongholds. So these unwanted emotions begin to happen when we become unhealthy in our soul. We experience fear and anger, depression, and envy. And when you're experiencing these unwanted emotions of fear and anger, depression, and envy, what happens is your focus goes from being out there to where? To here. We become self-focused. So an unhealthy soul becomes self-focused and it's incapable of cheerful, joyful, hilarious, excited giving. So if you're at that place in your life, you read that passage and you say, how can that happen? It's because it is not well with your soul. A soul that is healthy wants to give. We are most like God when we give. And so um, this past September, I had an opportunity to attend the National Conference for Nursing. My wife is a professor of nursing. She makes disciples called nurses. And so they showed this video uh, of a person growing old and showing how our choices today will decide who we are in the future. Your choices today are going to determine who you are. The agreements that you're making today are because of the agreements that you've made in the past, or who you are today are because of the agreements that you've made in the past. Watch this video. I hope this video will change your life. What will your last 10 years look like? Will you be quick enough for a game of tag with your grandchild? Strong enough to embrace every moment. Will you grow old with vitality? Or get old with disease? It's time to decide. Time to change your future now by the decisions and the agreements that you make. One of the things I've noticed about people who are generous is that they're young. Have you noticed that? People who are generous are young in their soul, they're young, in their body. There's something about a generous lifestyle that allows us to be young and to live young. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. The Word of God says to strive. We think of strive as being negative. Not always. Strive for full restoration. That word restoration means to grow to full maturity, 
to be complete, to become what you should become. So health takes effort. It takes time. Don't quit on the process, right? Overcome the obstacles. So uh, this past week, uh, Rob and I, we exercise pretty much every day. And uh, we used to go to the Y, and after COVID, uh, we found this, this uh, app on the television called Beach Body On Demand. Anybody ever seen? Yeah, Beach Body. So Rob and I, we do this just about every day. And this past week, and we, we, we begin with hugging each other, and we, and we say why we're doing this. And uh, this past time, uh, this past week, both of us were like, we didn't feel like it. We just didn't want to. And it's hard. It's hard to exercise. It's hard to stay in shape. But it's a choice. We want to be able to play tag with our grandchildren, right? You know, I, I want to be able to walk the Grand Canyon again. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, but I would love to be able to do that again. So I, I want to encourage you, if you've never gone through the Restoration Manual, I want to encourage you to do that. Go on our website, myoverflowchurch.com. Look under our value, Restoration, and allow God to bring you to a place of health. If, if you find that giving is difficult, that's one of the indicators that our health is not, it's not uh, that, our, that our, our soul is not healthy. So people who are healthy are generous, but also people who are intentional. People who are intentional give generously. Look at verse 7. So the Apostle Paul says you should give what you have what? What's the word there? Decided, right? So that, that's a past tense. So giving is intentional. So people who are givers intend to give. So you see there the quote, giving is intentional. It's not accidental. If you don't plan to give, you won't. Because these excuses will come up. Oh, I've got, I'm in debt, or I've got bills, or I can't afford it. But if you are intentional in your giving, if you really want to give, so, so when God puts it on your heart, you are able to give, you have to decide now. You have to be intentional now. And there are four characteristics I've seen in intentional givers. The first is that intentional givers work hard. So if, if you want to give, get a job. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's not that complicated. And, and if you want to give generously, what? Get a well-paying job. It doesn't, it doesn't just happen. So I, I, many times, I've been here 25 years now, many times I had people say after we had a missions offering or some other need, they said, you know, I really want to give. And I'm like, no, you don't. If you really want to give, you'll be intentional and you'll do the things that are needed to give. So the four characteristics I've seen, and all these characteristics are necessary, is people who have the gift of giving also have the gift of getting. And second, what I've noticed about people who are generous is that they know how to save. They are frugal. 
because they know if they're not frugal with their spending, they won't have what's needed to give when it's time. When, when the God brings an opportunity for you to give, you won't have it. So I've seen that people who are generous givers are also frugal. That They know how to save money. They know how to get good deals. And also, I've noticed that people who are generous, they invest well. Whatever that would look like for you, but they know not how just to work for money, but they know how to make money work for themselves. All these characteristics are needed, but you can have the first three. You, you can work hard, uh, you can be frugal and save, and you can invest well. And there are a lot of people like that, but you need the fourth one to truly be a generous giver. And that is generous givers, they love God, and because they love God, they love people. And that's what motivates them to work hard, to save, to be frugal, and to invest is because they want to have the opportunity to give when God puts it on their heart. And so as I was preparing this message, and, and I, I don't share this to boast, I really don't, but I share this to be an example. 1 Corinthians 4.15, the Bible says, You've had many teachers but you have not had many fathers. I become a father to you in the gospel, therefore imitate me. So a couple years ago, uh, Robin and I had the opportunity, the blessed opportunity to give about $50,000. This was in one year. And I know some of you are thinking, wow, he must have won that Powerball lottery that no one knows about. No, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't get an inheritance. You know, our ability to give... Because God put it in our heart. There just were several things. I, don't, I mean, God would have to really bless us to be able to do that every year. But we had intentionally positioned ourselves to be able to give when God would put it in our heart. How many times has God put it on your heart to give and you were, not unable, you were unable to give? It wasn't because God wasn't faithful. Is that you weren't faithful. You weren't a good steward with what he gave you. So, so you need to be faithful. So over the years, Rob and I, we've worked hard. We've been frugal. You know, we, we've learned to save and to spend well. And we've invested. My background's in economics, money and banking. And so I've used that to invest well. And Rob and I, we love God. And because we love God, we love people. And so when these needs would come up and God would put it on our heart, we were positioned to be able to give. Now, now this was above and beyond. So our tithe, our first 10% would, would, would be here. But these are additional missions offerings that we had that year and, and different ministries and people in need. So I, I want to encourage you. Uh, if you want to be a generous giver, you want to be hilarious, if you want to be excited to give, first of all, you, you, you need to get healthy. Healthy people give generously. And so if you're not healthy in your soul, you're going to be self-focused. You, you ever had a bad headache, right? Do, do, do you feel like giving when you have a bad headache? <laughs> do you feel like serving or, 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 or blessing others, right? You just want the headache to go away. Or if you have a toothache or, or whatever. When, when, when we're not well, we don't feel like giving. And so if you want to be a generous giver, get well. Go through the restoration manual. Uh, Pastor Cindy uh, Ackerman is leading our restoration ministry now. And so I want to encourage you uh, to get restored, to strive for restoration. 
uh, and also to plan right now. If you want to give in five years, you got to plan now. You can't wait until God puts it on your heart to give. You got to say, Lord, I want to, in- I-, I want to intentionally be ready. So when you put it on my heart to give, uh, when-, when when we see that we have a need for Nigeria, because their school uh, that that overflow, we gave the money for them to have this school, but they have they have roof that you can give to that need. So we truly are most like God when we give. And John three sixteen is the greatest verse on giving. John 3.16 has been translated into more languages than any other words. For God, for God, the greatest giver, so loved the world, that's us, the greatest need that he gave his only begotten son, truly, the greatest gift that whosoever should believe in him would have eternal life. The greatest promise and the greatest invitation.